You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., episode number 1205. And I found these people by just going on Landwatch and just seeing who had a ton of inventory. And I would call them, be like, hey, my name is Peter. I just got into this business and I want to buy some land because I don't know how to send mailers. And would you be willing to sell me some land in bulk? This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling. Welcome to the Wholesaling Inc. Podcast. I am your host today, Brent Bowers, the Landman. Today, I have Peter. I am interviewing him and this guy as a college student. He started buying land deals. He was looking at getting into real estate, like the houses were too expensive for him, but he found that he can start buying land for two to $3,000 a parcel in a very short amount of time. In two and a half years, he did over 1,500 land deals. This guy was fresh out of college, hardly any money, but he had one thing and one thing only, and that was perseverance, and he just kept taking action. He's also going to talk to you a little bit about what he's doing on TikTok and the strategy that he's using to do more land deals than ever. All right, guys, I hope you enjoy this episode. Peter Nukasani, welcome to the Whole Selling Inc. Podcast. How are you today, man? Wonderful, Brent. I am so happy to have you on here. I was just hanging out with you in Arizona at the Whole Selling Inc. Growth Summit Conference. And man, like in 30 to 60 seconds, tell Rhino Nation a little bit about yourself. Yes, I'll try to keep this short. So yeah, my name is Peter, just like what Brent was saying. Got started in land about two and a half years ago. Started in my last year of college because I wasn't able to do the traditional thing of buying houses and like renting them out because I was a college student and no one was going to give me a loan. So I started looking at alternative asset classes and landed on land. And I was online, I was on Google typing in cheap land for sale. Then I ran into this website called Landwatch. Then I started noticing like, oh, there's people selling land on here for like two grand, three grand. And, you know, going from Redfin, looking at houses that are like hundreds of thousands of dollars. And going on land watch and seeing land that's like two, three grand. I was like, oh, this can't be real. And I was a skeptic until I called Matt Nunn from Nunn Land Sales. Uh, He was actually advertising a piece of land, Arizona, like Navajo County. And it was this quarter acre. And he was like, he's like, yeah, there's this whole business of, you know, we buy land from people that don't want it. We send these things called mailers and people call us back. So then I called him and I bought my first few pieces of land. And I was like, so you buy this piece of land for a certain amount and you resell it. And then you sell it on payments where people don't need a credit check or, you know, all this stuff. And he said, yeah, that's called owner financing. And for me, I was blown away by it because I was like, wow, you can actually get this thing called passive income, which I read about in Rich Dad, Poor Dad through land. So I was like, hey, well, if I buy like two or three pieces of land from you, could you give me a break so I can turn around and resell it and make a profit? So that's what I did. And from there, I had an old domain that I never used. It was called onceuponabrick.com, which was a Lego company. Uh, 
that I was, uh, you know, because I started my entrepreneurial journey when I was like 15 and failed a ton and ended up on land like two and a half years ago. So yeah, since then, uh, it was just building out more relationships with other land companies. We never sent really uh, mailers. I tried it once. I sent like 50,000 and it horribly failed. So yeah, we just started buying wholesale, building out more relationships, did a little bit of land arb. And, you know, last year we were able to acquire like north of 800 parcels and we sold just under half of that to other land investors in wholesale. So much to unpack. All right. So first of all, what did you do? Uh, well, <laughs> I went to school for finance. Finance. Okay. So where does a college kid get money to buy a couple parcels of land for a couple thousand dollars each? Because some people just listening to this might be in college or just trying to do that first land deal. So I like putting myself like back in those shoes like and put yourself back in those shoes. Put yourself back in those shoes when you were just trying to get started and you found land. So like, how did you get the money to buy these couple parcels to get started? And then what did you do with those? I like was involved in like a bunch of other businesses, like printing t-shirts, selling Legos, garage selling, like a whole bunch of stuff. And I saved up like $2,000, I think. And that was what I bought the first, I just had like saved up two grand from all those years of trying to like hustle and flip and make money and stuff like that. So bought those three pieces of land for like, I think six or $700 each from Matt Nunn, like I was saying, um, in Arizona. Then what I did with those pieces of land was I put it up for like $49 a month. You know, basically I had a criteria where I'm like, if I sell it on payments, I want to get all my money out of that property within like six months to eight months. So I sold those three on payments. I just listed it on like all the land marketplaces. I didn't have a land watch account at that time, but I subscribed to the cheaper ones, got leads and I closed them. And I just kept reinvesting everything. I had another source of income, which was like, you know, the t-shirt business. And every time I would make money from that t-shirt business, I was just plowing it into buying more land. Just reinvesting it to the next asset. I love it, man. Uh, what I heard you also say in the beginning was you failed at multiple businesses. You're a serial entrepreneur and you failed multiple times. You even failed on the first, you know, 50,000 mailers. That's a tremendous amount of mailers. And I think so many people just getting started in business, they get one or two failures and then they just kind of quit. Like most people don't see the time that it takes to actually get this to grow. You can't plant an egg corn today and have an oak tree tomorrow. It takes many, many years for that. I like for people to think like, hey, what does it take for a doctor? to get through college, you know, med school, and then actually physically start practicing and making money. Like it takes many, 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 many years to do that. But people think that in entrepreneurship, I can just go to a weekend class or a seminar and be making money in like the next couple of weeks. You know, it takes multiple, multiple tries and failures. It's like, I heard a good example the other day, multiple children go up and hit the pinata. They're blindfolded and they're swinging away and they're smashing this thing. And then by the eighth or the ninth kid, he finally busts the candy out. Was it from that one hit from that kid or was it those multiple, multiple hits from the multiple kids? We just got to keep hitting at it, keep chiseling away type thing. I get to interview all these successful people and that's what I hear. We just keep chiseling away. So you mentioned Land Arb. Yeah. What and quick note mean? before I hop into Land Arb um, about the, you know, like the whole failing thing. I don't think they were actual failures. I just think it 
didn't get me the lifestyle results that I was looking for. And now looking back, I think I've actually, I was actually developing a ton of skills, right? Because in theory, any business works. It's just, it takes you, you know, a long time to develop your skill set, put in the processes and stuff like that. So yeah, I would just say they're not failures. They just didn't get me what I was looking for. And it just took a lot of time to learn, you know, talking to people, negotiation, handling a team, building a team. So yeah, because I don't think I would have been able to even do a successful land business if I didn't have all that prior experience. That's a really good point. I don't want to move on from that yet because that's such a great point. Like you didn't see it as failure. You saw it as, hey, I just haven't got the result I'm looking for yet. I'm going to keep keep going at it, keep doing it, keep going and keep going and keep going. So all right. Go back to Landarf. Landarf. So, you know, Brent, like you were asking, how did I get the funds to scale quickly, right? So I called a land company and I was like, they had hundreds of parcels in Valencia County, New Mexico, and I did not have the cash to buy them. So because, you know, I was getting $50 or $100 a month on these first three parcels and we just need a lot of time before that starts adding up. So what I did is I negotiated a deal. It was like $500 or $600 a month over 36 months. And it comes out to around $20,000. But in exchange, we get like 50 parcels or I think I don't exactly remember, but it was like 40 parcels of land. And basically what I did was I ran the numbers. I'm like, hey, so I'm paying like seven or $10 a parcel per month wholesale. And I could sell these for like $40. You know, so my first thing was selling it, buying it for $10 a parcel per month and selling it for 40 or $50. So, and when you do that over 50, we went back and ended up, ended up buying around 300 parcels from the same company. So, you know, when you sell 300 at $50 or, you know, $60 a month, that's like 16 grand a month. And we were able to pay our notes off. And, you know, after like a year of getting, you know, like the note payments, I was able to build a cash reserve and then start buying cash deals. Powerful. Okay. So land arbitrage, you're paying $10 a month for your payment for that one particular parcel. And your buyer is paying $40 a month. So you're basically 4Xing your return you're not coming up with much capital. Like, did you have to come up with any capital in the beginning or you just started paying five, five to six hundred dollars a month? The five to six hundred dollars. There's no down payment. Cause I told them, like, hey, I don't have a down payment to give you. <laughs> but they were able to take a chance on me because I told them, like, hey, this is how I'm gonna sell your property, right? Instead of it sitting there, let me pay you. Your payment's gonna come every single month, and I'll worry about selling it and dealing with customers. That's powerful. How did you find this seller with with all these properties. So in other businesses, you know, like the t-shirt business, I've learned that you don't have to go open a factory, source the material, source the talent and like try to reinvent the wheel. So I just went to um in our other business, we would buy wholesale t-shirts and then we would, you know, print on them and resell them. So I was like, okay, let me go on Landwatch and see if I can find these quote unquote wholesalers. Right. So these are people that already have an acquisitions thing and they built out everything and they would want to sell wholesale by selling to other companies in bulk. So they don't have to deal with retail customers. And I found these people by just going on Landwatch and just seeing who had a ton of inventory. 
And I would call them, be like, hey, my name is Peter. I just got into this business and I want to buy some land because I don't know how to send mailers. And would you be willing to sell me some land in bulk? That is so powerful and it works for anything. We found this really cool place called Backyard Taco. It's, this, it's a neighborhood down the street from where I live. And in his backyard, they literally like just every Friday, they make the most amazing tacos. And they're not cheap or anything, but it's really cool experience. Like their, their backyard is beautiful. It's like landscaped and all these families are coming there enjoying tacos. Well, here's the thing. They go and buy their, their food in bulk from distributor. Basically, at first it was Sam's. They bought it from Sam's Club. And then they found a distributor that gave them a cheaper price. So they buy this stuff for pennies on the dollar and they turn around and they prepare it and give it to us at retail. Actually, I think we're actually paying a little bit more, but it's just amazing. Like they have no overhead, but they're buying these things for pennies on the dollar, just like you're buying from this land, this person that has a ton of inventory and you're moving it. Now let's go on the other end of it. How are you finding the buyers for all these parcels? Like you mentioned 40 parcels of land for some people just getting started out. It's like, man, that's overwhelming. I just want to do my first deal. How did you find that buyer for the first couple? That's a great question. So we had a website and what we did to market and push traffic to that website is I signed up for like four or five different land marketplaces. So, you know, I didn't have a Landwatch account till later and I actually signed up for my Landwatch account when I bought that first 50 or 40 lot package. And I would just get on all these marketplaces and start hosting, right? And then I had a V8. What's a land marketplace? I've never heard of that. Yeah. So I'll name drop a bunch of them. Landwatch uh, is owned by you know the land.com network. They're the biggest and they have like five different websites. Um, so that was a major source of our lead generation to sell land deals. Then you have rural vacant land, land century, land moto, you know, now land search. So there's a lot of these like little alternative marketplaces for vacant land sales that are not the MLS. Gotcha. That makes a lot of sense. Okay, that makes sense. I've heard of land.com. We've had subscriptions to those guys, land century. Got you. So you're getting these guys to agree to roughly like one fourth of what you know you can get each month on like land.com, land moto, land watch. Brilliant. So you're just literally, for lack of better terms, you might have a better word for it. You're becoming a matchmaker. And arbitrage, again, you're paying $10 a month, you're receiving $40 a month without any money out of your pocket or inventory. Yeah. And I mean, that's how I got started. And for me, that was like a base to step off of, right? Because that was the way for me to build our cash reserves. Like not now, we don't buy anything Landard. We just use cash and buy it and control the asset. But when I got started, I couldn't do that. So Landard was the perfect like stepping stone to build up, you know, the difference, like our cash reserves to be able to buy wholesale. Well, what does that look like today? You know, what does your business look like today as far as like, you know, what do you like buying and what is it like, actually, let me ask you, how much money do you have coming in each month from payments now total throughout your whole entire business? Yep. So on the retail, because we don't sell anything wholesale for payments, our retail side of our business uh, does about, I think we have about like 25 grand in notes for every month. So when you say notes, like $25,000 a month in payment. So uh, just so the Rhino Nation knows, like a, a note is 
Peter sells this parcel of land on 123 Main Street, if it even has an address, and they've agreed to pay him, you know, however much, $140 a month for the next 72 months yep. for this piece of land. And when they pay it off, you either transfer or are you transferring these deeds over before they pay it off? So once they pay it off, we transfer the deed to them. Is it a, a land contract or a, a contract for deed? Exactly. Yeah. So we use what's called a contract for deed, which is you know also known as a land contract. And it just says in that contract, like, hey, the buyer agrees to pay X amount for this many months. And after, the seller is going to transfer the deed to them. That's amazing. You know? So you're not even transferring the asset to them until it's completely paid off. That's... That, ladies and gentlemen, is a note. So people have to go to work each day because they've promised to pay you, Peter, for this piece of land for the next five, seven, ten years. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> and yeah, and we don't do like giant notes, like thousand dollars or anything. But even those small notes, um, it adds up, right? Like now, I think we have around two hundred active notes. So those small notes do end up paying off. And the nice thing with land is you're kind of like diversifying your risk, right? You, if you buy one giant home that's worth like 500 grand and you're wrong, you're wrong on like one home that's 500 you're bankrupt. Yeah. You're done. You're out of business. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's, that's so crazy. And that's, you said it best. You're like you're looking at these houses online and they're like a couple hundred thousand. And then you find land for a couple thousand. It's way easier to call up grandma and ask to borrow $2,000 than it is to borrow $200,000. So this is the barrier of entry is so much smaller for someone to get started in land than it is for a house. Well, what about the pitfalls? Like we talked about all like, this sounds amazing. 25, like actually I I completely, you know, we're going to hit the victory bell for you. $25,000 a month. And passive income from coming in on these land nodes. Ladies and gentlemen, here we go. The victory bell for Peter. That's amazing, man. Like, but let's talk about the pitfalls. Like, they can't all be great. Like, I see your board back there. Like, there's a lot, looks like a lot of deals that you track on that. Anything ever go wrong? Yeah, it can. You know, for example, the type, you're going to have to just do a ton of like customer service. Right. And you need to have some kind of infrastructure, especially if you're doing smaller land notes, right? Like customer service, meaning people will call you be like, hey, I need to change my card and I need to like, uh, can you send me the GPS coordinates? Uh, Can you send me uh, the address? Hey, I can't pay this month. Like that kind of stuff. There's a lot of customer service um, involved and you're going to want to make sure you keep your inventory very organized right? Like paying taxes, make sure that you pay paying the property taxes. Yeah. So those are the two things, right? And number three, you got to make sure you can market, right? You have to have a plan for marketing and selling, right? Because you can't just sit there and expect leads to come through the door, right? So you have to be good at like online marketing, whether it, and it could be as simple as creating all these little different land marketplace accounts, putting a VA on it and just telling them like, hey, post properties every week. And once the lead comes in, you need to be able to call them and have the bandwidth to do that. So those, I would say, are the main pitfalls. So what does your team look like? Yep. So today, um, we have I have one customer service person based out of Houston. 
Another person that does operations and deeds that's based out of Indiana. Our sales director, Mike, is based out of uh, Nevada. And my executive assistant is based out of Houston. Um, And then we also have a team in the Philippines that runs our back office, which is like our website and stuff like that. And any labor-intensive manual tasks like due diligence, research, you know, property images, posting properties. And then we have a team in Pakistan as well. So just like it's a hybrid between like people on the ground here in the States and overseas. Who would you say was your first hire? I was going to say your most important hire, but who was the first person you hired to help you to start this? Yeah. So when I started, it was just me. It was just me for many, many months. I just worked my tail off and, you know, picked up the phone, called people, talked to them. And then the first hire was our virtual assistant company. So we didn't really like, I didn't like post a job ad for a VA. I just went to a land virtual assistant company and there's a few of them now. So they were kind of already trained like, hey, I was like, hey, I need marketing images on these properties. I sent them the APN, the county state price and they just put it together. That literally, I didn't have a single employee for like, after I hired them for like a year. And then after our notes grew, our our business grew, I just hired my first sales director, Mike, and he's a goat. He actually like buys... You got to give the definition of goat. I think I know what you're saying here. (laughs) The greatest of all time. (laughs) So... Um, yeah, hired Mike. And then I was like, Hey, we need to like get some help on deeds. Cause it's just me sitting here handling all these deeds for cash sales. Right. So then I hired Noah that, you know, handles our operations now in deeds. And then I hired, um, Aaronola who does our customer service. And then recently last week, I hired an executive assistant to help me be organized. Cause I like tend to forget things and, you know, it just gets to be a lot. So <laughs> I see that with a lot of movers and shakers, visionaries, entrepreneurs. We seem to hire the executive assistant last. Yep. You know, I hired, I had two acquisition managers, a disposition manager, a team of virtual assistants. And then I was like, I'm going nuts. I need someone to help me with the paperwork and paying bills. I mean, all the things I hated doing that was not like, basically propelling my vision. And I hired an executive assistant about a year and a half ago. It was probably the best thing I ever could have done. And, and they recommend hire a virtual assistant first. Like you, if you hire like any business coaster, like hire an executive assistant. And I got the confidence to do it by reading Michael Hyatt's book, World Class Assistant. I didn't realize like all the crazy things that, a, that an executive assistant can do for you. Like, you know, literally schedule date night with you and your wife or, or your spouse, significant other, and come up with ideas for you to do on date night. It's amazing what an executive assistant can do. Peter, you've given so much great information. I wanted to kind of pivot a little bit to TikTok. Yeah. You had mentioned TikTok a little bit. What are you doing with TikTok and, and like, how is it helping your business? Yeah. And going back to how to, the disposition side of selling properties, right? So the nice thing is we weren't selling properties that were hundreds of thousands of dollars and we were selling properties that were like, you know, kind of like an impulse buy, 199 a month, 149 a month, like stuff like that. So 2 years ago, um after I, you know, bought those 40 or 50 pieces of parcels in 
Valencia County, I made a TikTok account. And at that time, I think I was like the third or second person on TikTok selling land. So basically for, and it was during like the, the lockdown or whatever. So I would just get on there every day and start posting like 0.25 acres in Valencia County, New Mexico for $50 a month for 36 months. Go camp here or like stuff like that. Like these really short, catchy videos. And then I put a link to our website in my profile and people started like seeing those videos and clicking through to that link. And then we ended up getting sales. And after like a hundred videos, videos started going viral. And one time I posted a piece of land in like Mojave County, Arizona. It went so viral, it actually crashed our Shopify store website. And I called because it basically it got like 1.8 million views. And from that, we got a ton of email subscribers. And like every hour we were selling like a piece of land. People would just go to our website and purchase. They'd put in their information and buy it. That is amazing. Amazing. And and I heard you you were just consistent. Consistent yep. about what you were doing on TikTok. How can people get in touch with you? And who do you want to do deals with? Are you looking for more parcels of land? Are you looking for more buyers of land? Yeah. So right now, it's really been amazing. Um, the last year, uh, about halfway through last year, we're like, hey, you know what? We want to transition to wholesale, right? There's no... Because people say they have wholesale deals, but it's not truly wholesale, right? <laughs> so we started making a like building out a wholesale side of our business, which is almost 80% of our business now. It's all just land investors who buy from us wholesale, meaning in bulk. They're like, hey, I want 10 parcels here. And they get them at a wholesale price where they make a killing off of. And we're also buying from wholesalers. So if you have deals like for high volume, like if you're like, I have 100 parcels in Modoc County, California, we'll buy them. So we buy portfolios. So, you know, there's people that buy from other people and they sell it to us and they make, they get instantly liquidated um, and they make a profit and we're able to make a profit. So yeah, the best way to reach out would be my email, uh, which is sales at onceuponabrick.com. Uh, S-A-L-E-S at onceuponabrick, O-N-C-E-U-P-O-N-A brick.com. And yeah, and then we can like see if you have, any pieces of land that you want to get rid of, or if you need inventory for your land business. Peter, how long have you been doing this? And how many parcels of land would you say that you have purchased since you started? Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, two and a half years and definitely at least 1500 parcels, north of 1500 parcels during the whole time. And last year, we bought over 800 and sold half of that. Uh, wholesale to other land companies. Here you have it, Rhino Nation. 1,500 parcels in two and a half years. Peter, you're an action taker. I love it. Like You don't sit around on anything. You're out there moving and shaking. Rhino Nation, I want you to take action. Learn from Peter. Like He just gave you incredible knowledge, so many gold nuggets, so much wisdom. Take action today. Go to wholesalinginc.com forward slash land, that's wholesalinginc.com forward slash land, and schedule a call today to start building your future. God bless, Peter. Thank you so much for all the gold nuggets, and it was such a pleasure meeting you in Arizona. Thank you so much, Brett. 
That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at wholesalinginc.com by joining the mailing list as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe and work personally with one of our amazing coaches. We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.